Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. G'day, welcome to My Millennial Money. It's Glenn James here. Hope you're doing well. Today I'm sitting down with Alex Lloyd, who's the CMO, not Chief Medical Officer, Chief Marketing Officer, of one of the, probably the newest uh, online neobank or whatever you want to call it, and that's called Hey. So, hey Alex, how are you? Hey Glenn, nice to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm actually really comfortable because I... I took my shoes off. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I saw you doing that. I was thinking yeah. I should do it myself. Well, they're a bit wet, the old booteroos from the water. And uh, I, I must disclose, this is highly conflicted, this interview, because you just bought me a burger. I, I did. Uh, <laughs> it was cheeseburger. I had the chicken burger. I'm kind of jealous. You guys look pretty amazing, but yeah, it was good. But So, it can't be more conflicted, this, uh, this interview. Oh. So, there we go. <laughs> so, okay. So, hey... What does, before we get into anything, what was the premise for starting Hay and what does Hay mean? Really, it was about the, the change in dynamic between people and their money and making it more social. So, Hay is, you know, the way that people start a conversation. Um, it's very casual, you know. It's also, you know, make Hay while the sun shines. It's about being productive, making use of the opportunity that you have. So, those two ideas sort of came together. We weren't sure if it was too casual, um, whether it could be seen as a sophisticated brand or a, a product. But when we started using it, developing the brand around it, uh, it just it just really sung and stood out for us. And um, yeah, it's funny because with I think branding and names, like we just got a coffee from what's it called, Suzy Q. Q. Yeah, I mean, at face value. It's like, oh, is this a clothing store for women in their 60s? But mm. it's not. It's a really cool coffee place. And what I've found with like branding and names, it's like the cafes that are called the local coffee shop. You mm. know, it's going to be rubbish coffee. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing about that place is the vibe when you walk in because they've got all these old records and, you know, obviously um, there's a reference to um, uh, some music in, in the naming and all those sorts of things. And it fits their identity as a as a business. So I think with branding, it's like the product to a 80% of it is hygiene. You've Mm. got to have a good product. Yeah. So, but what can you make in terms of the experience? And when we walked into that place, we walked into an experience. Yeah. So with Hay, like when the guys and gals started Hay, what do you find was missing from the current market? Yeah. I think the biggest thing people talk about is friction. You know, it's access to money and, and convenience and clarity, control, all those sort of main levers that people want to be have feel like they're, they're in control of. And so friction becomes a big talking point. So for us, it was about the experience of removing all those barriers, feeling like that you can move money around the way you want to the right people at the right time. And so that was kind of the main 
focus for us is is the experience should feel like you don't necessarily see us but you know that we're enabling you to have more freedom is hay and neobank the gen- generally the industry labels everyone like that we're not a bank at the moment we have an australian financial services license uh, but we're working closely with apra to get our restricted adi so what's a restricted adi and what's uh, it stand for it's restricted restricted authorized deposit taking institution and uh, what it does is it gives us the training wheels we need to prove um, to our regulators that we've got all the systems in place how long would one have to be a restricted adi until they go there you go you can go and be one of the big four yeah so on average it's kind of about nine months um, which is what it's taking a lot of the neos that have come to market to get there but you have two years to prove yourself with apra yeah sweet and i think it's important to note that you know, everyone loves bank bashing, okay? It's just a sport, basically. But I think the big four are basically what our economy are almost built off in Australia. And most people don't realize that they own shares in the big four via their super fund. So it's so intertwined. And they're lovely people. Like I've met a lot of the high-end executives at some of the big fours. And it's not that they're not nice people or they don't have genuine interest. But when legacy starts to set in there can become i guess unintended problems and consequences i guess having said all that you've got to start up essentially yep tech is a big focus yep absolutely i've used the app and i think it's great and if you're a data junkie you're going to have a a data gasm basically (laughs) it's nice (laughs) in a nice smooth way yeah, <laughs> because it's 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 great. So talk to us about the, I guess the the tech features and the key differentiators of what you believe that you've put a flag on the mountain. Yeah, sure. So I mean, one of the questions that was a long question. It is it? a long question. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying, but I, whatever. I think I think uh, you covered a, a bit of ground, but I mean, there's the the Royal Commission bank bashing those sorts of things. We've purposely we don't really think that we need to do that. The frustrations that customers have are really built around legacy systems, which unfortunately is a, is a situation that many of the banks can't avoid and it's something that's going to take them many years to, to get over. Where we started and the reason uh, we're quite different is that we've spent the last two years building our own infrastructure. So we have a buy-build mentality and buying in the right places, licensing the right places, but trying to build as much as we can. Probably about a 70-30 split and our... Andrew Laycock, our CEO, made very clear choices early on that that's what we were going to do. And we've been working with the regulator, um, APRA, for that long to, to you know, apply for our, our ready and focused in that area to make sure that they're happy with the choices they've made. Talk to us about the team. Like how many people are working with Hay at the moment, I guess, internally on your product and how many are in the UK and why are they in the UK? Yeah, sure. So uh, we have about 80 uh, employees globally wow. we currently employ about two-thirds of those through the uk like you've mentioned and that's mostly because um we haven't really covered andrew our ceo and founders um, sort of beginnings um and that really is why we're all here today he used to work in hedge funds and he was 
sort of a, a fund manager of one of the largest or the world's largest long short equity fund. Wow, he sounds greedy. <laughs> yeah, sure, I, he, I, he I was think, supposed to be here today, but he yeah, didn't make he it. Was, well, yeah, I mean, because of the pandemic, we've had to uh, quarantine him. He's only got the flu. Yeah, um, but uh, he was lucky enough to leave his company with the grace of some time to think about what he next wanted to do. He'd been in hedge funds for sixteen years and and sort of gone up through the ranks and sort of done that and and spent a long time in in financial services fx and and different products and then apra changed uh, the licensing and you know uh, looked at uh, starting the ratty process and he thought it was a perfect opportunity he's an australian uh he's lived here he's only in the uk for 16 years as an expat came back to australia and obviously wanted to bring what he saw in the neobanks in the uk back to here obviously monzo revolute they were all growing very quickly he was involved with them very early on and he knew the power of what they're able to do to bring back to the, the, the banking experience, essentially. So because of that, he had technicians that helped him build essentially a digital transformation that happened at his hedge fund over there, which is you know, high frequency trading technology, really, really complex stuff. But he saw the opportunity to bring that and bring it back to retail banking in Australia. So he's one of the main technicians there. He's now CIO here in Australia, Jason Latham. And those two have really sort of had the, the the inception of the idea of how to build that technology. And so a lot of our technical staff are in the UK because they've got, they're directly tied to the Neobank um, revolution in the UK and they've got the experience. And so we've got London office and a Belfast office. Uh, they're also helping build the app. Uh, we're actually in contention for app of the year in Belfast at the moment. It's a very sexy app. Yeah. I will say that. The UX. And so the, the team here in Australia is the design team and our design director is, his name's Fabio. So he's a very sexy guy. And yeah, he's done an amazing job. And the rest of the business team are here and the, and the board as well um, and customer service. So it's a, it's a very different split to some of our other competitors. So it's, a, it's another point of difference that we're very proud about. And I think like it's 2020, it's about time that we can do cool stuff with any industry. Yeah. I mean, we've got an Australian first um, in terms of being able to just pay someone who's on, our, on, on the same bank account internally instantly without BSB and account number. Like, why did that take so long? Mm. You know, the European players have had that sort of thing for some time. And I think some of the crypto products have that, you I know. I guess, like, conversely, because cash is becoming less and less it's easier to do stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I don't know. Like, what is even money? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> That's a very messy. What is money even? Yeah, no, yeah. I can't even talk. I'm just so confused. But hey, what, like, I want to just, I want to go to two kind of parts. The first part is, like, key features of Hay. Yep. Like, why should I give Hay a try? Number one. Yep. And number two, then I want to get into the, I guess, the weeds of, how does it work under the hood? If I asked you right now... The pitch. I actually did an elevator pitch the other day. Yeah. I was in LA in a hotel and it was a podcast conference and we got in the elevator and it was going up to like this eighth floor and someone said, what's your podcast about? And then I was like, oh, it's an elevator pitch. It's ah! literally an elevator pitch. <laughs> anyway, and I said, it's about money for millennials. Yeah. And they were still confused. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad pitch. So... If I said to you right now, you know, ING don't have branches, okay? And shout out ING, love you. But why would I use Hay and not ING? Yeah. Like, why should I try Hay even? Yeah. So, 
being mobile first, you know, it's it's in our hands, in our pockets, 18 hours a day. So when you start thinking about providing convenience, that's where we've got to start. The other thing is, you know, we've a fully featured app. We're not just a, a prepaid card and a, a transactional view. You get instant payments. We push, you know, where um, we use the MPP, but we also have HeyPay. So just the MPP because I don't want to get too technical. Yep. That's the new payments platform, yeah, which so means instant transfers within Australia. Exactly. Ish. It's ish. So you, you use um, services like PayID and OSCO. Yes. Things. So we actually prioritize all of our payments through the NPP. So you don't necessarily need PayID to make them instant. Now, that's to be a caveat is that's from our side. If it hits a bank that's still doing uh, batch payments... Uh, yeah, it might not appear it, in someone's account. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. if you're like, if I've got my Hey app and I want to send you 100 bucks and you you bank with Sunshine Valley Credit Union Incorporated, yep. first credit union in the valley in 1912, who are still using paper, might take a day. <laughs> could take three days, could take five days. Yeah, yeah right. I just, like, it's because it's so important for people to understand the legacy systems and I was renting a car couple of weeks ago and you know you go to avis or budget okay and they print you the freaking receipt on a dot matrix printer (laughs) that's a legacy system like however go to the new i went to the car place oh we've now got digital touchpad Mm. and i can sign on this is cute but it still prints to the legacy so the incumbents what they sometimes do because it is so expensive to change Mm. they'll put a layer of new and in the background link it to the old still yeah so we actually we've got a term for we call it new skin so right. there, there there are a lot of players out there that are new skin services um and they are built on legacy systems they've done that for the choice to get to market really quickly and they think that they and it's also building a bank and getting a banking license and putting all the infrastructure in place that is a very difficult thing to do and Australia is one of the most highly regulated industries Absolutely. in the world yeah. and I guess the difference is for those listening I'll give you an exact example about legacy systems so when I purchase a coffee I've had three coffees today all three different locations the banks know that it was a cafe because they've got a merchant facility they've got data they know what time it was. They know all this stuff, right? They've got the data, but they can't turn it around and produce it in a clean way as effective as Hay can mm. or a startup that is nimble and agile who has built the system based on the available data. Yeah, and we... And, we but that's a UX play, isn't it? Well, when we've done our research, we've talked to our, our potential customers and said, what's the thing that you're struggling with? And it's cost of living. A lot of people have um, budgets, but they're static. They don't change. They do them once a month. And then feeding, imagine going through your transaction history and having to go and double check that around whether or not that's actually fitting your budget or you've gone over, you've gone under. So it, it is definitely, we the UX of the app, like you said before, is really sexy. You know, it, it, it categorizes your spend. You can tap in and see individual merchants. You can see how many times you bought there, your average spend, how many times you've actually, or your total spend with that merchant. You've got a insights tab, which shows you your monthly spend. So you've... You've got the product and it's all happening. 
yeah, we've we've built everything. We have a perfect. Do you think with any app release or any technical product release, there's always going to be bugs. You know, we're we're at version four of the app already. <laughs> yeah, well, um, and and so it's not going to be perfect. Um, but we are we are working directly with customers. And I apologise that I'm so frank, but I guess I think stuff that some people will think it's not polite to say but they're thinking it anyway. So, I'm just saying crap like that. Where are we thinking, like, with the accounts, if we can call it, can we call it an account? Yeah, so it's a digital transaction account. Sweet. It's not a bank account or a debit account. It is, you get a prepaid card, and then obviously there's the Hey app. So, the three things work in symbiosis. Traditionally, people see a prepaid card as a store gift card. card, It's not like that at all. So So what if I lose my card? No problem. So you just go into the app, simply hit freeze on the card. So it's really easy. Um, And so you no need to stress. If it's down the back of the couch and you're just not sure where it is or it's down the side of the car or you've left it at a friend's house. And you can unfreeze it. Yep. Okay. Given it's a prepaid card, yeah. Yep. If I put $100 on there, and I go up to an, an FPOS machine that doesn't have tap and I have to insert the card. Yep. Do I hit check savings or credit? Credit. Can I? Do I only have to hit credit? Because I was in New Zealand a couple of weeks ago and I went up to the counter at a place and I had my card and they said any credit is a 2% fee or something like that. Yep. That they passed on to me, yeah. Regardless of what it was, but if you hit savings, there's no fee, yeah. So in this instance with Hay, you would have no option to use anything but credit. Is that correct? Essentially, they're stored credit cards or stored value cards, I should say. And because of that functionality, you have to choose that for the POS terminal to work. Can I? So if I'm going over to Bali and having a mad boys' weekend, and you know, just going wild. Mm. Can I load, like how many cards can I have in my profile? Just one. Just one. Yeah. But if I want to burn that card in case I think it's been compromised, I can get that replaced? Yeah, absolutely. So you can go in, you can either you can either freeze the card that we talked about or mm. you can just cancel the card immediately if you just know it's, it's compromised or there's been bad activity. See, I think it. that's a pretty cool feature and I actually thought, because I've obviously just been overseas and I travel a little bit, the feature with showing the local currency. So, talk to us about that on the app. We have uh, travel mode, which we've built into the products. As soon as you land in a new country, it says, you know, uh, welcome to Bali or welcome to Indonesia. And and it will change it to rupiah. Uh, And so, you'll see your home screen actually with rupiah at the top and then Australian currency AUD underneath. So, it's your value in your account. And this is really just solves the issue of people feeling like they're spending funny money. They're not really sure of what the transactional value is. And then if you go into the insights tab, it'll be in travel mode and it will also show your total spend in that country at that point in time on that trip. So it knows if you change country. So if you go from Bali to New Zealand, it will then switch to New Zealand dollars and it will change a tracking, a budget tracking to just your spend in New Zealand. And it will go through and show you. Oh, so that's cool. So if I had used this card in the States and in New Zealand, I could do a report of how much I spent in each country. Yep. With oh. with a complete breakdown oh, of really all your good. categories. Yeah. And and not only that is that you get one of the best FX deals. Yeah, in the because market. when I do these interviews, I like to, you know, do a little bit of research and 
I was having a look at FX rates and Transfer did a big study and they showed the big four banks with their FX rates or whatever. So where do you guys stack up on that? Yeah, so uh, obviously one of the biggest considerations when people are traveling is how much value they're going to get when they go overseas and they just don't want to pay away in fees and charges and commission. And probably the biggest dirty word that nobody really knows about is spread, which most banks charge that they don't actually list as a fee. So when we can... Give me an example, a practical example. So pretend that someone's sitting in the corner over there and I said to them, hey, bro, I'll give you $100 in US currency and then they say but I've got to go through Alex so I give you 200 Australian or whatever mm, yep but you only pass on 120 yep and you keep the difference between what it actually costs yeah so which is the spread exactly so they buy and sell currency so they'll it's the difference between what they buy and then they, what they sell exactly yeah exactly and that's why the, the whole fraudulent thing about you go to the airport and they're like Oh, we're exchange and we don't charge any commission. Yeah, and they say fee free and they say they're commission free. But we're going to bend you over and give you a dirty spanking. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it is very brutal. And at those points of purchase where there are high transit and there's foot traffic and people are leaving and they need to do things quickly, that's where they do sting you with those those types of FX fees. So we give you what's, what uh, through our partner Visa, um, we get the Visa exchange rate and that's that's publicly published and you can just go to the, the website and have a look at, oh, at really? what that rate is every yeah. day. You could simply go to any of your of our competitors, grab the FX rate that we give you through Visa and then go and compare it to the rate that they're giving you and it's quite simple to see where the value when is. When I was in the States, I filmed a video and it's in the Facebook group. I used like five different cards yeah. to buy a coffee and I bought five different coffees. I did a dollar tip on each one and it was just crazy the difference. And, okay, so I've, I'm on the Visa website. So, if you go Visa exchange rates? Yeah, I'm on there now. Let's do a live one. So, let's just go AUD to US to Australian dollar. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's very interesting. Very interesting. There, at the time of doing this, one Australian dollar on the Visa website is 0.663, basically. Which is the hey, which is the rate we pass on exactly. to you. Yep. Exactly. So, what you're saying is you guys would be pretty competitive and I'm sure you've done your own internal crap. But, yeah, I just think it's interesting because that 0.66, that's the amount you see on the news. Yep. And if you went down to Sydney Airport and let's just do... Because this is interesting. Currency... I guess the reason I'm just harping on about this is because, you know, a lot of our listeners, we travel and we just don't want to get shafted and it all adds up. Absolutely. There are many reasons to do this comparison. And I think the number one issue is that people don't realize that there is actually a fee built in. Um, and many of us think about. And, you know, I mean, before I was doing this, I'd probably consider the same. I'd ask everyone, is there a fee? And they'd say, no, it's fee-free, commission-free. And I'd go, great, I'm getting a good rate. mm mm-hmm. So, I'm just doing, I'm going to do 100 Australian dollars. Yeah, so, I'm just doing this global exchange from Sydney Airport. They're like 0.59. There you go. That's just so wild. So, all these big institutions are printing money because we're asleep at the wheel and just paying it because there hasn't been competition and entrance into the market like, hey, far out. I'm, yeah. See, I, yeah, 
I just, I'm learning crap. Like, I've, I actually have not done this little exercise before I've gone overseas. And the, the thing is that you pair this with the ability for in an app, you land overseas, it will show you the foreign exchange rate and the, um, the conversion of your held balance into local currency. Mm. Then it tracks your spend, it breaks it down for you for your trip and helps you maintain what you're spending on. It shows you transport, it shows you hotels, it shows you food or eating out or, you know, it's just when you start thinking, you know, you go to some of the, the airport FX um, providers and oh. you just get a card. There's nothing else there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, and they also charge you all this extra spread. So we're really, really confident that it's going to be, a, for those savvy travelers, it's going to be a no-brainer. Yeah, wow. So, okay, so I put a grand with hay, for example. Yep. What if hay goes bankrupt? Like, what if you, your team, everyone gets sued? This building that we're sitting in gets bombed. Like, <laughs> what if the show's over? Do I lose my grand? That is one of the things that in, in our FAQs we cover. Um, a lot of customers are, and users are, are asking about this fact. So, as an AFSL license holder, what we do is we safeguard your money in another ADI's account. So, we don't use that. Or, or, or Are you able to say publicly what that is? Which ADI we yeah. use is Macquarie Bank. Okay. It's funny. People get all weird about this. Like, oh, what if I lose my money? It's like, well, let's just break it down, shall we? This is old Uncle Glenn here having a bit of a chat. Okay. So, sorry, I've got my feet on your chair now. Shoes <laughs> off, feet up, mate. I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, so you know, I just, I'm intrigued, so I like to relax. So, I guess, yeah, in terms of risks, the risks are pretty low. I would probably say if one of the big five or six banks, and it doesn't really matter because they're all governed by the same laws. So if the world did end and you don't get your 250K guarantee, number one, you don't have that much in the hay account anyway, so shut up. Number two, you're using it as a clearinghouse for your transactions. So look, and you can, the risk is so low. Just go for the small spends, try us out and you know, put $500 in there, put $100 in there, put $50 in there, whatever you're comfortable with. If I want to transfer, so it's got an account in BSB. It does. So yep. people can send that over. Correct. Do like, you know I'm, the I'm, BSB off the top of your head? 636636. It actually stands for Neo Neo. Ah. <laughs> little little Easter. What's it called? 636636. Oh, I'm just like 636636. Yep. Sweet. So basically, do you have any like... Because this is what actually shats me to tears, okay? Some of the big banks, and not everyone has this problem... It's like my pay anyone transfer limit on the app is only a thousand dollars or and I get security, but what are the internal limits that you guys have? Yeah, so we've got a ten thousand dollar limit on complete held balance. Sweet. Those limits will increase, but most people are not going to be going and exceeding. And you know, there's five thousand dollars top up per day limit, five thousand dollars spend per day limit with a ten thousand dollar total limit to of held balance, and then yeah, a thousand dollars withdrawal. What does it take to um to well to set up a profile? Oh, it's to sign on. It's a it's averaging around three and a half minutes. So if you go to the app store now and yep. open Hey, and I want everyone to do this because you will have an eye gasm, and then a tech gasm. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I mean, we're definitely we we're very different in that respect to all of all of our competitors. And yeah, so onboarding everyone can sign up to the the wait list at the moment. We are actually offering ten thousand spots to who we're calling founders. And so for the first ten thousand. Um, we're providing early access to new features. Uh, they also get a, an a exclusive card design with Founder written on it and there will be ongoing additional benefits to all of those guys. So founders sign up, secure their spot on the wait list 
and uh, and we're currently already onboarding those customers. Okay, some quick questions because I'm done here on a go. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a come across like rude. It. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just being. Yeah. I'm like so honest. It's like I'm it, done. It's I fine. I, I feel like there's some scotch in that coffee. <laughs> I actually don't drink. That's, oh, why okay. I didn't, that's why I didn't have a beer with you at lunch. Not that you had a beer. Uh, is there an ATM fee in Australia or internationally? Hey, to be clear, don't charge any fees. Okay. Any fee that a customer receives is because the the service that they have used have asked us to charge them a fee. So how does Hey make money? So it, the expectation is really is to is to get customers using the product. We've got to prove ourselves number one. Yeah. And then as we move forward, we'll be offering more and more services that sure. that we'll be able to start charging for. Okay. Um. So currently, uh, doing a fundraise. Yeah. So up until this point, we have we've been self-funded. Um. We're in C round at the moment. The only reason we need that. Um, investment is to you know start advertising, marketing, telling people about the product. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of just a normal startup. Like when I started this podcast, I was I self-funded it mm. because I wanted to give it a good crack. And a couple of years in, then I got show partners, and yeah, it's it's the same thing. I mean, I don't know what the next five years will look like, but I know I don't work for free, and I don't expect anyone else to work for free. Yeah. Likewise, if Hayes a financial institution in Australia. We hope it is sustainable because it's going to be part of our life. Yeah. Which and means they need to make a profit from somewhere, whether it is, I don't know, something else. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, everyone, I mean, most people make money from credit products. Yeah. Um, so high margin products, that's, you know, loans, uh, mortgages, all those sorts of things. And and when you need something else, which is a, above and beyond your own money, of course, there's a fee to be able to, to have access to that and, and fair enough. Mm. But for us, it's just proving ourselves. And so it's free. It. You get a card um, within um, five working days or five days, I should say, three working days. Uh, we will soon be releasing Apple Pay and Google okay, Pay. Okay, sweet. So, I've just ticked that. I'll just write that down. So, I'll tick that off. Yep. Yeah. So, and and that that will be within the, the next couple of months, um, if that. I just wrote something else down and this is just going to be rapid fire the next couple of months. Are you selling our data to Russia? Absolutely not. Okay. The only reason we... Use data Ukraine. Is, is no <laughs> Bulgaria. Uh, yeah, no, we absolutely not. So we, the, it's your data, it's your information, it's private. Yeah, and just on fraud, when I set up an account, do I have to scan my driver's license or ID? Yeah, so we've got probably one of the most comprehensive know your customer KYC um, processes in in the industry. A lot of people just use data entry. We do a scan, a photo, um, and it scans your license, uses OCR to grab that information. There's a couple of things that you have to enter in manually just to double check them. And then the next step is to do a selfie. And the selfie actually does a biometric scan of your face, matches you with your card because somebody could have stolen your license. Exactly. And um, set up a and, and set up account. It, it, there, there are instances of that happening. This actually double checks that, that you are you. Do you do BPAY? That's coming very soon as yep, well. So sweet. Not yet. Uh, joint accounts. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, so uh, we're working on it. Yeah, sweet. And savings accounts. No, so savings account, you need to have a... Um, an ADI. A, a, a ready or ADI. Yeah. Um, uh, and so once once we get through that process... But I guess Afro. it's just like... I, I think the whole thing is like... Banking is hygiene. Everyone buys shat every day. It's all about making the data easy and making it feel fun and giving me cool insights. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost 
disagree with fun because I mean, I mean, I, I, like, can I, you get the app up again? Yeah, sure. I I liked using I it before. I was having fun, but I'm a weirdo. Well, no. So the the use of the app is fun, but yes. I think banking in general is people have to pay for bills, pay for rent, buy food, mm. buy toilet paper, you know, and everyone's doing that at the moment. Um, that's not necessarily fun and finance isn't fun in that way, but what it does do is it allows you to make better choices. So I can't send money here from a, to a pay ID? No, so it's just BSB and account okay. number now. Pay ID is one of those things. Same time around BPay. Okay, uh, We'll be looking to release that. But if That's you- That's going to send myself some money. Well, if you, you've, you've signed up as a founder- um, when you open your account, well, you should have an account now. I can actually just um, go into my contacts. Oh, and you, yeah. And I can just directly but send I mean, you hey to hey instantly. Okay. on uh, Is that a breach of privacy? So, if I've got a cust like, so I've got a client, for example, and their mobile number's in my phone, mm. and then I go into my hey app, yeah. and it goes, oh, that customer of mine, they use hey as well. I mean... I don't know. Do I want people to know I'm using Hay? So we're working on this at the moment. Is there a so permission thing that yeah. I can so do? So you you opt in to use the use the contacts, right? right. Um, and and then you can actually choose to make yourself discoverable. Okay, sweet. Okay, that's all. That's yeah. all. Yeah, you spent almost a thousand dollars in December. Oh, you're getting the nitty gritty now. Yeah, no. I'm going to pass oh. my phone back. <laughs> You've been to the Beresford Hotel. He spent $25. It's our local, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you got your car washed at Bondi Junction. $25, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that's... Ooh, that's someone's that's... been to the rum kitchen. Oh, we had a 12 euro little drinky drink, which was $22 Australian. And we also had a little $14.50 drinky drink. Yeah, yeah. So, just a okay. couple... Oh, yeah. So, the average spend at that place has been $24. Yeah, it's just two purchases. Shows you the location in London. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've clicked the um, the map and it opened Apple Maps. Well, I've, uh, I think this is cool. Audible. You've got an Audible subscription. Oh, absolutely. Best thing ever. Yeah. Deal Did your wife us. use it? Uh, my wife's got her own card, yeah. And yeah. now that we've got HeyPay, um, you know, just a quick... I'm at the grocery store. I can instantly transfer That's cash. That's funny because if you said, no, my wife doesn't use it, mm. I'd be like, nah, you've lost me. You don't care enough about the product. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> my wife uses it. My brother uses it. My sister uses it. My it was, mom a, it was uses a little it. tripwire that I was... Yeah. yeah. My, my dad actually uh, travels a fair bit um, and he uses the product. And, and I actually, to be honest, like, as I said, I just, at the time of recording this, I've spent three and a bit weeks in the States. Yep. And I travel without a credit card, okay? And it's a bit Good. tricky sometimes in America. Yeah, they used to use, they used to still use click-clack machines. Oh, it's just yeah. wild. But that feature would have been so handy to know how much local currency I've got. Because you just... Because what happens is, like, you lose, you lose sight of everything because you're so immersed in their world. And it's like, oh, I've got $600 in my account. Yeah, I'll go and pay for dinner, but it's Funny like... Funny money. No, you don't. Mm. You've got freaking $380 Australian or whatever it is. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I think that's a really cool feature. And anyone who's over the age of 16 and is a permanent resident can uh, can jump on hay. Jump on hay. And that's even uh, if you've got a working visa. So, we do visa checks, all those sorts of things. So, if you're just visiting or if you're listening to this overseas and you're an Australian expat and you just want to control your spending while you're in the UK uh, and you have an Australian bank account, put your money in hay. Um, and you can you can use it over there. So just if you want to give it a try, I mean, 
don't do what I do because um, I'm just a guy on a podcast, but you're welcome to check it out. Hey, the App Store or the Google Play Store. Yeah, or you can go to hellohey.co. We've got an amazing website that just describes a lot more about its features. Yes, we. Um, and we're we're adding to that all the time. Um, we we doing updates to the app almost every every two weeks or so. So yeah, it's it's always progressing. Try it. It. I'm sure you'll like it day one, but we're expecting month six to be very different to this and be cool and help everyone spend wisely and you know control the spending and have better insight, better control, better convenience. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Very welcome. Thanks and for having me. I'll be keen to see how uh, how Hay develops. Thank you very much. Bye. If you're after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want a financial advisor or mortgage broker to talk with about your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com click get help and we'll put you in touch with one of our trusted professionals. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns and great member services, Sun Super is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar and Finder. Find out more about Sun Super at sunsuper.com.au forward slash choose. You can join Sun Super online in under five minutes. Many people do not realize that slavery still exists in the world today. That's why My Millennial Money supports A21. We want to highlight A21 as they work to abolish slavery and human trafficking all across the world. If you want to support A21, visit a21.org.au for more information. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a high chance you have disposable income. Glenn has a mandate to get everyone giving, saving, and spending in that order. Now, we want to encourage you to be generous with your money, but choosing an effective charity can be difficult. An amazing resource you can use is thelifeyoucansave.org.au. You can donate to them and they'll distribute your donation to a variety of life-saving and life-changing charities around the world with a focus on eliminating extreme poverty. For more information, visit thelifeyoucansave.org.au. Thanks to Jess Knaus, executive producer, Laura from La La Social Club, and me, Asha. Uh, anyway, make sure you stay connected via Instagram, our free Facebook group, or if you want to turn it up a notch and be on the inside of the show, become a member of M3 Private. For further information about what's going on, check out the links in the show notes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 